Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Marianne. As always, I'm Marianne, your host, and this is your Sunday episode, as promised. Um, so, first of all, I hope you guys are doing fine, I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, it's not easy, it really isn't. Masks, been wearing them for a while, and I swear to God, I don't know if it's ever going to feel normal, but, you know, it's, it's necessary. Just until we know what to do going forward. It's a new normal. Embrace it. Make the best of it. So, um, this is just a follow-up episode to, um, the last episode on toxic relationships. There's a few questions that came up, really good questions, um, that I don't, like, I hadn't really thought about, like, in the moment when I did the previous episode. So I think it's a great thing that you guys thought to bring them to my attention and ask me to talk about them. So one of the questions that that was way up there was, um, how do you cut off people you love? Is it possible? And how do you stop loving them? Um, how do you cut people off, people you love? The same way you cut off people you don't love. You make the decision to not deal with it anymore and walk away. Again, when it's safe for you to do so, you know, if you can, leave. If it's not safe, I would say call the police or, you know, enlist the help of somebody you trust, a trusted adult or something to help you leave because you do need moral support. If you're leaving an abusive relationship and you, for instance, have been living with the person you might need the moral support of your family, your friends, you know, somebody close. And just to make sure you're safe as you leave. So for me personally, that would be my answer. The same way you cut off a person you don't love. Make the decision to not take their bullshit anymore and walk out the door. It's not, it's not simple. But it's a really, um, it's a really huge act of strength on your part, and it's one of the like biggest steps towards recognizing how much you're worth. Like you just choose to stop taking the bullshit and leave, and it hurts. And in the moment, even like months later, it may feel like the worst decision you've made in your entire life. You may miss the person. But ultimately, nothing is going to be better than the peace you bring for yourself. The, um, uh, what was it? How do I, how do I phrase it? Um, prosperity. How, how, (laughs) you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, pause because I I don't even know what the right word is my brain's not working like that is it possible it's it's very possible the same way you decide I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go through my day and do a b c d it's it's so possible if you can go to school for five years ten years to become a surgeon or something then it's possible to choose to leave somebody that treats you like crap and walk out 
and do better for yourself because you deserve better. So yes, it's possible. It's not always easy. Not always easy. Especially when it's a romantic relationship or family. And yes, even friendships can be toxic. It's not always easy, especially when you love the person because you keep making excuses for them. But when you decide to finally stop making decisions for stop making excuses for them and just separate their behavior from you, then you realize they're choosing to do certain things. It's not because you deserve to you don't deserve to be, you know, hurt. You you don't deserve for somebody to come home drunk, you know, shit faced, and then to just start hitting you. You don't deserve that. And when you finally realize that they're not hitting you because you did something wrong or because you deserve it or because they claim that's how they express their love for you. When you realize that they acted like that because of how they feel towards something else, they're acting out about whatever it is they're dealing with. And they're taking it out on you. Because yes, they could be upset at you. And you know what? They're perfectly, you know, they're perfectly, um, I mean, it's perfectly acceptable for them to be upset at you. Because they have feelings too, right? As you do. They have feelings. So it, it makes perfect sense that they may be upset. But there's different ways they could resolve it. They can have a conversation with you. They can take a step back, think about things, and then come to you and, you know, have an open conversation with you and figure out a way to move past whatever it is you're going through, the two of you. But if they don't, then they make the choice to physically hurt you. So once you manage to separate their behavior from yourself and you somehow influencing it, then it becomes possible to leave. I don't even know if that answer makes sense. But again, seek professional help because I'm in no way a professional. I'm just saying like how I think about them. And a lot of people, one of my friends tell me, I think about things in a very utopian kind of way. I don't think so. I think, okay, yeah, fine. Like the ideal world would be like perfect, but the truth of the matter is we aren't perfect we're human to err is to be human um it's not about not expecting mistakes it's about owning up to our mistakes and trying to fix them and if the person you're with can't have a conversation and it's that they hit you and then they justify that as you deserved it because you did a b c d or that's how i show you love then is that a relationship worth having? Personally, I think not. Someone else might tell you something different. But that's just what I think. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're doing what's right for you. And you're doing something to um, make sure your mental health is taken care of. And your person, just your person, is taken care of, if that made any sense. Um, how do you stop loving them? 
I don't know that you ever do, unless it was an it was an infatuation or like a really casual fling or something. I don't know that you stop loving people, even when they've been jerks to you. I know people that I went to school with that were really bitchy, and I, I like I love them. I just don't speak to them anymore. I mean, I would be courteous and polite if I met them on the street or if they texted me and said, hey, I would be totally polite and be like, hi, but that, that their energy is not the kind of energy I need in my life. Not at this point in my life anyway. So I can love them from a distance. I don't wish them, you know, ill. I just don't want them actively participating in my life because it takes way too much out of me more than they give me and you know if it's relationships are a fair <laughs> the fair kind of give and take just the fair one not the manipulative one that people seem to have mastered these days um what do you do if it's your parents same answer really and this I mean it's hard especially for um like people back home in Uganda because like you don't really have a support system not from the government that would be able to give you like student housing or like co-op housing or something if you decided you know it was dangerous to live with your parents because they're abusive or something um so the same I would, I personally, again, personally, if it was my parents, I'd make the same decision. If it's safe to leave, leave. You have an opening, leave. Try to have a conversation first. Because sometimes, again, it's, it's, hum it's like a human default to make mistakes. Sometimes our parents, and this is something we need to recognize and try to address in our families more often than we do is our parents were raised in a different, you know, time. And they may have been raised a certain way, you know? Their parents may have been emotionally absent. Their parents might have been alcoholics. And they might have been, you know, beaten. And that might have been justified as an act of love. I'm, you know, I beat you because I don't want the world to beat you. That doesn't really make sense to me. I think it's still quite possible to have a child that's well behaved without traumatizing them the occasional smack listen if my child was touching the stove i would smack them because i feel like the smack is going to hurt way less than the burn they're going to get if they keep if they if they keep touching the stove so the smack is fine the beating the actual like violence, the punching, the kicking, the slapping in the face so violently, that's different. I don't think of that as punishment. Punishment can be, um, I don't know, clean, I, I don't know, clean something. I, I don't know, get creative with your punishments for your kids. Don't, don't beat the shit out of them. That's not showing them love. That's, that's abuse. There's a difference between abuse and discipline you know so I would say and again personally for me I would say leave if it's safe for you to leave if you can afford to 
if you're at a point in your life where, you know, if maybe you found like a trusted person you can stay with or, I don't know, go about it the same way you would any other person. Leave. Try to have a conversation and if you're not heard, situation doesn't change, leave. Especially if you feel unsafe, leave. It's not worth it. If you're, your parents are supposed to protect you, you know? If you got into an abusive relationship because it was, and then, you know, because you, you notice like at home, it was just like abuse was justified as portrayal of love. You're going to stay in, a, in a, an abusive relationship because you think that's how love should be portrayed, which it isn't. And ultimately, that's going to be damaging to you and potentially children you'll have because you're going to pass that on. You're going to feel like, oh, my parents did this because that's how they showed me they love me. My partner does this, so I can do it to my children. But then, you know, hopefully I've made some sense. It's not easy, ultimately. It really isn't. The decision to walk away from toxic behavior isn't easy. There's a lot of guilt involved. I can't say that enough. There is a lot of guilt involved but choosing to walk away and recognizing the fact that it's not your fault that somebody chooses to treat you like shit instead of as a human being what, what was the point i was trying to make you get it okay okay the next one was with covid19 a lot of people have been stuck at home with either family roommates from hell or abusive partners and stay in the house all the time like how do they control um like how do you deal with all those feelings and things first i'm going i'm going to address the fact that especially in uganda a lot of our parents think they know us when really they don't and not to lessen the seriousness of mental health issues like schizophrenia but a lot of the people I've gone to school with, myself inclusive, by the way, we've got like a completely different personality for when we are with our friends and when we're with our parents. Um, you meet somebody that when they're home, they're, they're chirpy, they're, um, they don't suffer from depression, they don't get sad. They're always smiling, they're always talking, they're, you know, they're the perfect kid. No flaws, nothing. And then with their friends, they're a completely different person, you know, because they're stressed out with exams and trying to keep up, like, this facade of, you know, who they are, who their parents want them to be so badly, who their parents want to believe they are. They're drinking, they're smoking they're being vulnerable in front of you they're like two completely different people you wouldn't recognize them and i think it's i think it's difficult because having to stay with your family and try to keep up the facade for so long some people have been home for a year because they were on holiday by the time covid became a thing and because school was closed indefinitely um, they're going to have to stay home. They don't know how much longer they're going to have to stay. And I have people that text me and they're like, I'm still depressed. I don't know what to do. I'm living with my parents and I fucking hate it here. Excuse my French. 
And I think it's just sad, you know? I think it's sad that we didn't feel like while we were being raised, we don't, we don't feel like we could talk to our parents about certain things. Like, we can't show certain kinds of weaknesses, especially when it comes to mental health. And it's like, it's depressing enough that we can't leave the house because we might potentially pick up a virus that has no cure, no vaccine, and we could, you know, die. It's one thing, like, that's depressing enough as it is. I have anxiety every time I leave the house. And that's, I wash my hands like a freak. And I'm sanitizing a lot. Like... I know I'm doing everything I should be doing to avoid catching it. That doesn't make me any less anxious, right? And I live by myself with my friends, well. But I understand how without being stressed out, like being stressed out about that alone, as well as being uncertain of what your future holds, because a lot of people aren't going to work now, which means a lot of parents can't afford tuition or possibly won't be able to afford tuition when schools finally open. So there's the uncertainty of that. And then also, again, because a lot of people are still not working, there's the uncertainty of are we, how much longer are we going to be able to sustain ourselves on the money that we do have. And then on top of that, it's like I'm going through something, but I don't know how to deal with it or how to talk to my parents about it because I feel like I'm going to get judged. So it's like an entire thing, and I don't know, again, it's, I just think communication is really important, because on the one end, on the one hand, yes, sometimes our parents are really hard on us, but, and my mom was, <laughs> my mom's really, like, she was a disciplinarian when we were growing up. But hey, when I'm going through things, like sometimes, I'll actually call my mom. And, you know, our communication has, is only starting, like, we're only, well, I'm only starting to try having, like, communicating with her and telling her I feel this way about such and such a thing, you know? Like, I'm obviously, we're obviously not all the way there yet. We're definitely not a perfect, we're, like one at a scale of one to ten we're like at a two out of ten but it helps so you know try handling sensitive conversations as sensitively as like as possible i just think even with roommates from hell and abusive partners well for abusive partners i think you should leave if you can like get the cops involved or get a counselor involved or something because the thing about abusive partners is especially when it's physical it could potentially harm you leave you disabled for the rest of your life or claim your life which we don't want to happen so leave like ask for help and leave because your life is more important than one person that doesn't recognize your worth. Um, but even like with your roommates, talk to them. Like just try to have open conversations and try to withhold judgment. We all judge people, even when we say no judgment. There is a little bit of judgment, 
So just try to refrain from because people when people feel attacked and accused, they often go straight into the defensive, which means if there was ever a chance of trying to iron things out and have like an adult conversation where you say, okay, I feel like this and maybe we could do this to make it better. People go straight to, oh, but you do this too, you do this too, you do this too, which just is not productive in any way. It doesn't do anything for anybody. If anything, it just makes things 10 times worse. So hopefully I kind of answered that. And okay, this is the last one I got. What if you're the toxic person in the relationship? How do you tell and how do you deal with it? How do you tell? <laughs> I don't know. Are you jealous of your friends or, you know, your family? Um, do you dismiss people? Do you justify your actions with they deserved it? Or, um, because, I mean, narcissism, a lot of the time, narcissism and toxicity will usually go in the same bracket a lot of the time. But that said, we're all narcissistic in our own little ways. So, um, I think how to recognize, yeah, like, but like, it's basically the same thing. Um, do you justify your behavior with they deserved it or, well, um, I don't know, having a ridiculous response to someone uh, or shutting down people's feelings? You know, that's also really toxic. It's like, I feel like this because ABCD and then shutting them down or basically when someone is like telling you about their experience and instead of like letting them, you know, because a lot of the time at which, you know, people telling us things shouldn't be how they feel validated, but that's how a lot of people feel validated. You know, like you should let yourself, you should know it's okay to feel a certain way. But a lot of us seek validation in our friends, in our family, in our partners. So when, when you're telling somebody, I went through this, and instead of just listening to you and acknowledging what happened to you, how you're feeling, and talking about your experience, instead, little narcissism comes in. And they switch the attention from your problem to their problem. And then a conversation that was supposed to be about helping deal with something for you turns into a conversation for them. So if you're the kind of person that does that and you realize it, um, take a step back. You might be the toxic person in a relationship. But also, it might just be... Um, I don't I don't want to call everybody toxic but like it might just be a mistake you just might not realize you're doing it so, because sometimes that's just how we're raised you just might not realize you're doing it it might be something unconscious or you might have AD, ADD or ADHD it happens okay so just like if you realize that's happening just try to just try to um take a step back and reevaluate how you deal with your friends especially when you're having sensitive conversations i guess that's how you would be able to identify it how do you deal with it just try to listen more 
try to listen more and just check yourself, you know? Um, like I remember recently I was talking to, um, I was hanging out with a group of people and one of them identifies, uh, their pronouns are they, they, them. And I slipped up a couple times during the night. And I remember saying I made an excuse for myself. And I, not really an excuse, I don't want to think about it as an excuse, but I explained that sometimes I slip up. But also because of where I grew up, it's either he, she, or, you know, sorry, he, him, or she, her. And, you know, because of that, I guess it was kind of an excuse. And I was like, so when I'm with people, if I slip up, I usually will ask my friends to pinch me. So I check myself. Uh, because sometimes it's so unconscious because I'm so used to it. It just slips out. I don't mean to hurt someone's feelings. Like, it's not intentional. It's, you know, it's unconscious. I don't mean for it to happen, but it does. But just because it's unconscious doesn't mean I didn't hurt their feelings. So check yourself. And I appreciate that the people that I was hanging out with checked me. They, like, every time I slipped up, they said, they, they. And I was so grateful for that because, you know, rather than let me keep, you know, up with my ignorance, they checked me. So, like, like mental note in my head now, like, I know when I'm addressing someone, especially if I don't know what their pronouns are or how they identify, I will just use, like, a gender neutral pronoun, but also ask them and, like, just try to check yourself. Uh, I'm like I'm still learning and I slip up sometimes but you know what just acknowledge say I'm sorry I slipped up and correct it if you can work it out is what I would say um, and then someone asked me to talk about uh, things we say about ourselves that could also qualify us as toxic people. Things we say about ourselves to determine our self-worth. Like, I'm disgusting. I'm not beautiful. Um, you know, those negative things we speak on ourselves. Um, I don't I wouldn't say they're necessarily toxic. But I would say they're a reflection of the people around us. The company we keep. The... The... the things we read, the material we read, the things we watch. I think it's just a reflection of who we hang out with and the kind of material we internalize. Because um, if you don't, like if your friends or if your family don't tell you or, or people like keep telling you you're ugly or if you're reading a magazine and you know someone says the standard of beauty is like a size zero and you're like a size 12 you're obviously going to think you're not beautiful because you don't you know you're not up to the standard of i don't know l magazine or something so um but then i don't think that's right you know because i think like at this point we if you feel like that then maybe you need to start looking for um, material and surrounding yourself with people 
that that encourage you to um say positive things about yourself like of course you're not perfect i don't think there's anything such as perfect i think everybody's perfect in their own way and i think they're also imperfect but that's okay because the flaws make you perfect they make you um they make you authentic so size 12 is not an ugly person they don't have to be overweight because they're size they're size 12 they have a different body type a body type that should be as celebrated as a thin person you know as a person who is a little bit overweight you know like just surround if you have people around you telling you negative things and you start believing them when you catch yourself saying that to yourself and not just in a moment of i you know i'm depressed and stuff if you say that to yourself every day and you're constantly striving to be anybody else other than yourself then maybe your company you eh, your company needs to change the material you internalize your social media feeds your reading material your music your podcasts your audiobooks you know they need to you need to do like a complete overhaul so you're you know yeah so i i think that's everything um i guess this is the end of the this is the end of tonight's episode today's episode um i hope you enjoy it i have um (laughs) i don't think i have any saliva left in my mouth so um i'll see you guys next sunday And uh, have a good week. Stay safe. Be kind to yourselves. And yeah, I guess that's everything. Cool.